once trust has been broken, then the partner who feels betrayed starts to filter everything and starts to become suspect of everything and starts to see everything through that filter. And then that becomes very difficult. This week, how to handle a situation where your spouse is constantly accusing you of lying. Dr. Karen Sherman has the answers. Stay tuned. I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1? To get started, click the Get Featured link in the directory, and within a few quick steps, your website can begin showing up all over hitchedmag.com. Don't wait. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am again joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. And today, uh, Karen has joined us to talk about the issue of if your spouse uh, is constantly accusing you of lying. Um so let's just dig into this. So nobody likes to be called a liar, uh, Karen, but what are you supposed to do if your spouse is constantly accusing you of this? Well, you know, I, I think that what you're going to do is basically ask why are they feeling this way? You know, what is it that's making them feel that, uh, you know, what's, what's the root of this? What is the reason that they're making that kind of accusation? Um now, the truth of the matter is that it either could be because you are lying um, or because the person who's making the accusations has some trust issues mm. uh, or some jealousy issues. Um, you know, the point is, as we have so often spoken about, Steve, so much of um, how things happen in a relationship depends on your presentation. Um, and very often when I'm working with people, this subject comes up uh, and it's so inflammatory when somebody says, you know, you're lying to me. Mm. There, there are different ways of saying it. So if you are feeling as if um, your spouse isn't telling you the truth, you can say, you know, when such and such happened, it, it just didn't feel authentic to me or it, it doesn't feel like, you know, you're coming clean on certain things. Something doesn't feel right to me. But once you say, you know, you're a liar, mm -hmm. uh, that just doesn't go real well. Yeah. Uh, now, if somebody is, I mean, what are you, what is the response supposed to be to that? If, if you know, for example, if I'm sitting on the couch uh, with my wife in your office and my wife is, no, you're lying. You're a, you're a liar. Uh, how, how would you coach me to respond to that type of an accusation? Well, it, you know, I, in an ideal world, I'm going to say that you should say, you know, take a deep breath and say, clearly you're upset. Um, what is the reason that you're making that accusation? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it would be really hard for somebody to not get really upset with that and say, you know, what are you talking about? You know, why would you make those accusations and, and not get very defensive? That's quite an attack. Yeah. 
But in the best of all world, you would take a deep breath and say, you know, I have, I'm, I'm really clueless as to why you're making an accusation like that. Can you, can you tell me what's going on? And and so you kind of touched on some of the root causes. Perhaps the person is lying, or the person who's doing the accusing uh, has trust issues. Um, I'm assuming there's some history that could go into these emotions. What what are some of the other root causes that may be at play here? Well, one of the things that I have noticed a lot is, and and. I don't mean to make this stereotypical, but, but I'm going to say stereotypically, it's generally men who are not quite as forthcoming. Um, okay, notice I didn't say lying. Yeah. And the reason is because really men want to please their spouses. They don't want their disapproval. They don't want them to be upset. And... We know, we've discussed this in previous podcasts, that men are more sensitive. And, you know, if they are going to get some kind of an upset reaction from their spouses, they really um, take it to heart. And it really is very upsetting to them. That being the case, they will withhold information Mm -hmm. um, or they will twist the truth a bit. Um, or, you know, any way you want to phrase it. So, um, you know, for instance, I remember a couple that I worked with years ago where she was very dramatic. She was very overreactive. And she would call him up and she'd say, you're still at work? You haven't left yet? You know, when are you going to be home? And he'd say, you know, let's say it was 6 o'clock. Um, I, I'll be home at 6.30. Well, Based on where he worked and based on where they lived, there wasn't a shot that he was going to make it home at 6.30. Yeah. So then he'd walk in the door at a quarter to seven, and then she'd be all over him, pouncing on him. You lied. You lied. You told me you'd be home at 6.30, and here it is, a quarter to seven. Well, he did that because he didn't want that reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was why he you know, would say that to her initially, but it was really because of the way she was acting that he, you know, told her something that wasn't true to start with. So are you saying that in this scenario, she, uh, kind she of forced, on. forced him into this lie? Yes. yes. Okay. Now, now you, you brought up how men can, uh, just in general can sometimes not be as forthcoming. So is an omission a lie then? Well, if you're a male, no. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a female, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, men will say, you know, oh, I just forgot to tell you, or I didn't think there was any reason to upset you until, you know, I knew all the facts. Um, and a woman will say, I would much rather know everything that's going on rather than feeling like there's something you're withholding from me. So for women, yes, an omission is absolutely a lie. <sighs> you got to love the double standard, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then uh, now what if you are not really lying and you kind of hinted at this a little bit too, but you're exaggerating or stretching the truth a bit? Well, again, um, that is going to be our double standard again, where again, <laughs> woman is going to feel like 
you're not being upfront with me, you're not being clear to me. And I truly believe that this really is a biological difference where men are really at the base of it all trying not to either upset his other half or trying to please her. And toward that end, he is either twisting, exaggerating, omitting, but the end result is he's really doing himself in because mm-hmm. from a woman's perspective, um, she would much rather have it straight from the hip, you know, all the facts, don't, you know, don't try to present it this way, that way, the other way, just give it to me straight and I would much rather just deal with it as it is. Okay. Um, I mean, you're probably ahead of the science on this one, uh, calling it out as a, a biological difference here. I'm sure we're going to have some sort of study come up in the next couple of years that confirms your suspicions on, on this. Um, what can we do then, if this is the case, if this is the world that we live in, what can we do to regain that trust if we're constantly being accused of lying? Well, you know, trust is a, is a rough one, Steve, because when trust is broken, that's one of the pillars of a good relationship. Um, so, you know, you've got little white lies. Um, you've got when somebody is consistently lying. And here's the problem. Once trust has been broken, then the partner who feels betrayed starts to filter everything and starts to become suspect of everything and starts to see everything through that filter. Mm. And then that becomes very difficult. So there's got to be a real effort of trying to heal that trust. Of course, you know, then we go to the extreme where there's some kind of infidelity. And I don't necessarily mean um, a, uh, an affair. It can also be a financial infidelity mm. um, or you know, where it's gambling or where money is being spent that you're not being upfront about. There's all different types of trust that can be um, broken. Um, So at that point, what really has to happen is where you consistently work at being forthcoming, um, at, you know, not hiding anything, at being very accountable, um, at not not being defensive about questions that are asked of you, at really making an effort of understanding when your spouse is suspicious and things like that because trust has been broken. And so trust can be healed and regained, but it's a process. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you, you talk about once trust has been broken, is this uh, one of those five positives to negate the one negative type rule or is this much more severe than that is it a lot more difficult to I think it's more difficult yeah I think it's more difficult you know we the five to one rule that you're talking about is just that when something's negative um, it has much more of an impact than um, a positive thing so you could have five positive things and then you do one negative and that's gonna you know sort of wash away the five positives but, but trust is a biggie Um, And as I said, what then happens is if a person feels as if uh, their trust has been broken, they start to sort of really like look for it and become suspicious about everything. And if you've had other issues in your past where trust has been broken for you, then 
then that's really hitting a very raw spot in somebody, and it makes it that much more difficult. And, and if you're with somebody, if you end up um, being in a committed relationship with somebody where you know there has been trust issues for that person in the past, then I would advise that you be really, really um, very careful about making sure that you are always somebody who is upfront and accountable and very sensitive to the fact that this is the type of person who's going to be very, um, their buttons are going to get pushed real easily um, and, and become very reactive if in any way they feel that you have not been upfront with them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, t- you talked about if they've, they've experienced trust issues in the past, if it's, is, is there a big difference if it's not related to you specifically? So, for example, if let's say um, you had lied to them in the past repeatedly, um, but you've you've changed, you've you've turned things around, and now you are very upfront and honest with them. Is that different than if they had uh, grown up in an environment where they were constantly being lied to, maybe by parents, siblings, friends, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um. When somebody has a trust issue, um, then that's a real um, early kind of emotional wound, and um, that's going to be somebody who's going to have a lot of difficulty in relationships. It doesn't mean you don't get involved with that person, but um, that is a person who's going to be far more vulnerable than if you have somebody else who hasn't had those issues and then you've lied to them. Uh, In that latter case, that person will have more resilience. They'll come back faster. Okay. So so there's definitely a difference. The the other – the the one where you're the liar and you've turned around – it it would probably it sounds like it'll be easier to repair because the wounds aren't as deep or as as lasting as the other ones. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So I guess that's I mean I'm going to twist this into a really weird thing, but um, it almost sounds like it's a benefit if <laughs> your marriage is sitting on the ground where you have been a liar in the past uh, to your spouse and you're you're. It, it'll be easier for you to get that trust back than if somebody comes from a background where yes. they have tr- serious trust issues. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that is actually really interesting. <laughs> um, do you have any other um, items on this topic that you'd like to touch upon, or are, you know, or do you think we're we're pretty good on this? I think we're pretty good on this. I mean, the only thing also, you know, that I want to just again say is that. You know, and I I go through this with my husband. I'm not in any way suggesting that he's a liar. Just that I want to say that he tries so hard as a guy to be pleasing me and and to be making me happy, but he's also a very sensitive man, and so um, he will he doesn't like to admit when he's done something um, that makes him look bad. And I often say to him, just say my bad. And if you would own up to it, and you know, then it gets dropped. And he, he didn't believe me. And I said, yeah, just say my bad and we're done. And so in the same vein, I think that if men would realize that if they would be upfront with women 
and just say, you know, here's what the story is, and you know, I'm not meaning to um, be difficult or you know, whatever, whatever's mm -hmm. going on. That women would be a lot more responsive and understanding than than you guys give us credit for. See, um, I think actually, I think you brought, bring up a really interesting point, um, and I'm going to bring this back around to the original story that you told about the client who was coming home from work, and they yeah. knew they couldn't make it home within a half hour. Uh, presumably, the wife would have known that as well. Um, but I think what's interesting about your story is that you gave your husband an out, a very easy out. Just just tell me it was your bad, and that's right. it. If if the wife would have said, well, if, I know if you leave now, you won't be home until 645, um, mm -hmm. that would have given him an out, but she didn't, yeah. right? Like she yeah. she cornered him into that situation, right. whereas you uh, offered this simple gesture of, you know, it's okay if you're wrong. Just let me know that you're wrong, and we're not, right. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, and so he took it. Right. Finishing your story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, but again, um, you're right. You know, it's the old story in a relationship that what one person is doing is going to affect the other and vice versa. Um, but again, what a lot of women will say is, you know, you withheld from me. You didn't tell me the truth. You know, you omitted this, and, and of course I'm going to be pissed. And then he's going to say, well, you were pissed, and that's why I didn't do it, and blah, blah, blah. But the subject today is who's a liar, and so yeah. we put it on the guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, one of the other things that I find that's really useful for me in my marriage is establishing expectations early. So um, if I'm not – if I'm going to be preoccupied with something – I get. I try to give advanced warning of it rather than springing it on some on on my wife, so that she's just like, "Well, you never you never told me this." It's right. no, no. We we. I mentioned this yesterday. Or I mentioned this last week or whatever. And if I think that it might become an issue, I will throw out the reminder. Remember, this is the day that this is going to happen, so I might be late or I might be doing this or whatever that's the case fabulous. may be. Yep, that's great, Steve. That's great. I try to live the brand, Karen. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, if people would do what you're doing, we would have uh, a lot less trouble. That's terrific, Steve. That's fine with me. That's the whole goal. So, <laughs> um, well, I want to thank you so much, Karen. It is always a pleasure and really interesting, um, interesting stuff on this one. I, I really enjoyed this topic. So thank you so much. It's always good to talk with you. I want to remind everyone before you uh, click the pause button here, uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find this information on her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find her on our website, hitchedmag.com. And there's the uh, experts link on the home menu so give that a give that a little gander there you can also find us and karen on all the social platforms facebook twitter tumblr google plus instagram well i don't know if karen's on all of those but i know hitched is i know karen's on facebook twitter uh google plus so definitely check those out um but we have uh we have a new t new tools that we've been launching on our website so we actually have a nice little follow uh, menu on the top right of our screen now when you go to the articles so that should help out and we also have a bunch of 
uh, new recommended tools that we've launched. Um, so if you, there's a little arrow on the right-hand side of our article pages. When you click that, this is only on desktop browsers, I should mention. When you click that, it'll give you a, a box of recommended content just for you. Um, so we're doing all sorts of changes. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, check it out. I think you will like a lot of the changes that we've made, including... Uh, we are now mobile optimized. Um, it's a slow rollout. We have the articles are now ready for your mobile device, so it'll be easy to read all this information. And we are slowly working to get all the other pages up to speed. So uh, stay with us and keep checking back because we are doing tons of changes to improve the experience for you. So uh, that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Well, when we go on stage, we can be anybody. The world is ours tonight. The world is ours tonight.